Welcome to Stork Storytime Talks with the North Liberty Library. Are you expecting or thinking of starting a family? If so, this podcast is for you. Delivering literacy one topic at a time. Dads play a big role and can play a big role in the lives of their children, nurturing, caregiving, and, and all the other parts of parenting. So today on Stork Story Time, we're dishing on the on the dad's experience, um, experienced, expecting, and new, and what we're thinking, feeling, worrying about, and wondering about. I'm Nick Burgess. I'm the city uh, city of North Liberty's communications director, and a dad with apparently 13 years of experience now. Uh, my daughter is now uh, officially a teenager. She has been since October, um, and that's terrifying for me. Um, with me is Nick. Shimon, the director of the West Branch Public Library, who has a six-week-old daughter. Welcome, Nick. Thank you. And we're also joined by Charlie Gardner, an industrial tech teacher at Jefferson High School in Cedar Rapids, who found out that he's an expecting dad. Thanks for joining us, Charlie. Thank you. So let's start with sort of first reactions to fatherhood. Um, this is, this is uh, there's sort of this social expectation that you've got to be excited, like, I'm ready to be a dad. Um, but I know from personal experience that's not necessarily always the case. Um, I mean, my wife, Laura, and I, we, we planned to have a child, and um, I was still terrified when I found out that we were, in fact, going to be parents. Um, and that terror survi- survived through my wife's labor and, and delivery and, and recovery. So um, I remember having this moment in the hospital where I thought, oh, we didn't tell the insurance company we were having a baby. This is a problem. And, and that was just one of the first terrors uh, of, of my actual fatherhood. So, so Nick, let's start with you. What was, do you remember what your reaction was when, when you learned of impending fatherhood? Um, there was a lot of nerves. It was, it was yeah, it was nerve-wracking. Uh, the high expectation for, for being in charge of, or you know, being responsible for the well-being of something living and breathing and that's not furry, um, you know, other than a cat or a dog, then, and, you know, that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, I, I think I was just, I was happy, but I was really nervous. Um, but then I, I kind of consoled myself with the idea that, well, I had, um, you know, like, what was it, like 37 more weeks to kind of come to grips with this and, right. and uh, you know, learn what I needed to learn and, kind of prepare myself for that along the way. Oh, I've still got three months left, and oh, I've still got two months left before I have to deal with that. And, um, yeah, so it was just, it, it took some time, but it, it, it was... You made your peace with it. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie, what, do you remember what, what your initial feelings on uh, uh, were? Yeah. Um, at first, I was, like, very excited. At the same time, you know, couldn't believe this was actually going to occur. Uh, and yeah, kind of similar is that, well, you know, I got eight months. I got eight months to prepare and get things prepped and, and ready. And so that was a little nicer. And then as we're progressing, I mean, we're at 20 weeks now, so we have a lot less time. And, uh, you know, obviously starting to feel a little bit of the crunch and, you know, lining up, you know, does my health insurance cover this? Or <laughs> yeah. uh, do I need to enroll my kid, you know, prior or after, or, you know, daycare? And like, yeah, they're just, we're starting to, uh, I guess nest if you would yeah. so uh, get our things all prepa- prepared for the baby and the arrival and um, it's exciting but yes uh, very nerve-wracking and a little stressful yeah uh, as well so 
So, so Nick, as, as somebody who has recently experienced the, the transition from e- expecting father to actual father, um, what, were th- what are things that, that you wish you had, had made sure you'd done sort of pre-birth and, uh, but maybe, maybe didn't get around to? What does Charlie need to prioritize here? You know, I think as long as, as, long as you have the, the basics ready, I mean, there's a lot of lists out there for what you need yeah. going in. As long as you have what's on there, you, I mean, emotionally you're, you're going to be ready when it happens because you just have to be. Um, as long as you have the stuff, you're, you're kind of good to go. And you'll get so. enough blankets. Like yes, everybody's going to give a, you a blanket. Yes, there's a lot of blankets. Yeah, and, and, the, and the truth is you're going to get more blankets than you need, and you're not going to ever have enough onesies, I think is, is my advice, is you need to just buy onesies as if they're disposable. There's, they go through them very quickly. Yeah, you can go through like five in an hour, no problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I kept, we just started getting, we started getting shipments from people. My, my wife had a lot of friends who have just, um, you know, they finished having children because um, we're, uh, not old, but a little bit older, and, and so the, the people that had their kids in their, their 20s are like, okay, we're done, and so we started getting shipments of box, boxes of, of onesies and um, swaddles and, and pants and, and all that, so yeah, but no, you'll, you'll go through a lot of onesies. <laughs> I might, I'm a little scared to ask why. <laughs> you know, you'll notice that, that children, when they're first born, they, they do a couple things really well. Um, they sleep pretty well, which mm-hmm. is great. Uh, not not long periods, but when they're asleep, they're asleep, um, and they poop really well. Mm. Um, and diapers, and, and now granted, my diaper experience is now more than a decade old, and maybe there have been some some leaps and bounds in the in diaper technology since then, but diapers don't necessarily do as well containing uh, uh, fecal matter mm. as perhaps they should, and so you're going to be dealing with a lot of fecal matter. Things to look forward to. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's really not as bad as you think, though. Like they'll they'll have a blot, and you're like, okay, whatever, just just yeah. change it. But you do need another onesie because you're you're not yeah. gonna put yeah. put the sense. child back in. But yeah, um, or you'll be trying to change. the The one thing we learned was um, you kind of have to be like a surgeon when changing a diaper. Like you got to have one prepped and ready to go. Like you can't you can't take the one off and then get one out to to put on. Because they'll still go again while you're while you're in transition. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Diaper rash is, is another thing you're going to get to deal with. Um, you know, I remember the first time my daughter pooped on the floor. It's right. We were she was sitting around without uh, a diaper on. We were working on some diaper rash issues, and and I was a little tired and fell asleep. And I remember waking up and 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 watching her poop on the floor. Um, that was not a, my proudest father moment. That was not my proudest father, father moment. Now, so is there, is there something that, that you feel like we need to make sure that Charlie has? Like, what's, like, one one item that, that he needs to have? Like, if, he, if he's, we've got all these lists, there's got to be something. I mean, my, my thought is the Diaper Genie is an amazing device that, that solves so many diaper containment issues. Have you, have you looked into these things yet? I haven't, but I think I know what a diaper genie is. Okay, it's, it's like a, essentially a trap that contains. They're the amazing. Scent. They're amazing, amazing. So put that on the list. Put that on the list. Make okay. sure you get one. We don't actually have one, so we're really? we're kind of okay. 
Okay. So and you're just doing like a, a lidded thing? Well, we were, for now, we're, we're okay. going to try and do cloth diapers, actually. And that's been, that's a different thing. So So how did you, look, how did you make the, the decision about cloth versus disposable? Money. Yeah. In the, in the long run, they're, they're much more expensive, but um, over the period of, of years, you're not constantly going out and buying more boxes and more boxes. Um, we try and be fairly environmentally conscious too, but I mean, I when you when you look at the cost difference, it's it's definitely something to look at. Yeah. And it's different now. You just toss them in the the clothes washing machine, and and that's it. Have you guys talked about about going disposable or or cloth yet? I'm pretty sure we're gonna go disposable, just for the convenience more than anything. Yeah. What are other big conversations that 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 you guys are going through um, as as you head into impending parenthood? Uh, the current one that really just child daycare. Um, both, obviously, I work uh, and my wife is going to be a full-time student. I'm also working at the library as well. And daycare is challenging uh, because you know, obviously, you have to rely on a person to take care of your brand new baby, mm -hmm. uh, which is scary. Um, and, you know, also the stresses of, you know, well, is your child going to hate you or, uh, you know, for dropping them off at daycare. Yeah. And then also the, the, a larger one, which, you know, uh, is financially like, you know, how do you how do you pay for this, especially in, um, you know, if you go in home or you go to a center, which I mean, yeah. I don't know. If what you guys do yet for daycare or what you have done but centers are expensive and but at the same time like the the care level you get maybe at an in-home is you know it's i don't, I don't know these people necessarily because i don't yeah. know that many people in north liberty yet so uh very stressful yeah that is so so i mean i can talk about what we did and, and we found a a small center really near where we lived and we were um and it was it was the cheapest option we found which was which was great it was still more than my monthly mortgage um, which, right? Like this is it's it's not an insignificant expense, um, and and if, in you know, I, I understand why why some families decide somebody should stay home, but but that's that's not always mm -hmm. possible, and, and sometimes the economics sort of almost almost demand that. Um, you know, we we found like I say a, a small center near near our home. We were really happy with it. Um, Evelyn, my daughter. Uh, went there until she started elementary school, which was which was right across the street. So that that worked out really well, um, and she still did after after schools at at that same center. Um, but you know, we looked at a bunch of different centers, and and you know, had to you have to jump on that list. It feels like yeah. right when you even just start thinking about maybe maybe we should become parents. What are you guys doing or planning to do? Um, we we got on we got our name on a list um, really early too. Uh, but then I had a coworker who decided that rather than um, she wanted to go back into uh, doing daycare as mm -hmm. opposed to dealing with more administration, she just wanted yeah. to deal with kids. Um, and so we had been good friends for years, and so it just kind of fell in our lap actually. Um, so she'll be watching our daughter when my wife goes back to work here in January. Well, that's great. So, yeah, we're going to be a, a small in-home daycare. Uh, there will be another child that will be very similar in age there. And, um, you know, we we know her well and trust her and know that that will go well. Did you visit a bunch of, of – before before this sort of fell into your lap, did you visit a bunch of centers? I, I know that, that Laura and I, we visited a bunch, and, and 
and I've got, got various feelings about them. Uh, since we live, we live in West Liberty, which is a fairly small town, and there was only, I think there's only one option. Mm -hmm. So, no. Uh, and this happened, I think we found out within, oh, a month or two of, of really knowing that we were having a child, you know, where we started to tell people that we were having a child. So, um, no, we, don't, we didn't actually get to the point where we would visit them. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, that's a, that's a big decision that, that you have to make, though. Are there other th are there other other big decisions that, that you folks are currently weighing or that or that you remember having to having to weigh? Hmm. Is there anything that you wished you we we sort of talked about things you wished you knew before your child was born? Are there big questions that you have, Charlie? That you're like, hmm, not sure how this is gonna go. Uh, I've read Doctor Spock and I've read the What to Expect When You're Expecting, so I've got mm -hmm. the uh, the What to Expect and then I've got the the after after part. I mean, childbirth is a complicated situation. I mean, so my wife and I, we've talked about, um, you know, uh, epidural, no epidural. Um, you know, uh, child care is a, is a big one. Um, we've talked about different products, basically, you know, like as we're reviewing for crib mattresses, uh, as far as, you know, but obviously we don't want our child to suffocate and you know how can you tell yeah. and like you know you look at it online and there's reviews that oh this one's great and this one's terrible and this one's great and then it's uh and car seats and strollers and just it's really hard to kind of sort through all the the stuff a little bit i mean minus just reviews that you have and uh just making the decisions and trying to make the best decision you can um it's kind of what we're i mean we're We've been talking about lots of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's one of the things that that parenthood you 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 right you, you have to get so much stuff. There's lists and lists of stuff, but the trick is that the kids are never actually in that one any one thing for that long. So don't worry about it that much, okay. you, right? They've all passed some sort of government safety uh, threshold, which is a good thing. Um, the and one thing the one thing we ran into is a lot of recommendations not to do used equipment because yeah. most of the things have a like car seats and mattresses yeah. have some sort of expiration to them. You know, like having any sort of indentation in a mattress can be dangerous because they can roll or, or get stuck. Yep. So so yeah. that was something that we found that people recommended, at least. Yeah, I think that that's probably, that's probably wise. So, Nick, were there any, any like, programs that, that you uh, got involved in that you've, you have found helpful? Programs like uh, any classes? classes, yeah. We went through two classes at the 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 hospital where we were going, mm -hmm. which was uh, Mercy in Iowa City, and mm -hmm. um, they offered sort of like the introduction to uh, to having a child. So it was included like a tour to the to the hospital, what the birth process looked like. You got mm -hmm. to see the rooms, um, so we kind of knew what to expect when we went into that. Um, and then we we went through the breastfeeding class because. Um, my wife was, was definitely concerned. And that's, I think, one of the biggest concerns when you start off, when you first have the baby, is making sure that um, he or she is getting the, the amount of food that they need. And so then my wife looked, also looked into a support group for breastfeeding because that's something that a lot of people struggle with. Because the baby doesn't just necessarily start um, and go from day one and um, there's some tips and tricks to it, and so that was a really good that was a really really good class. 
great. That we went through. And now, now, have you found ways that, that uh, things that you've done to help support your partner? Well, luckily, we're we're kind of on a an opposite sleep schedule. My wife's a night person, and I'm a morning person. So my wife will stay up later um, and handle stuff in, in the night, which will have to change a little bit when she goes back to work, but um, she's still on maternity leave. Um, so she st- handles night stuff, and then um, I usually will end up getting anywhere up anywhere from five to five to seven or so uh, for that feeding, and I can feed her with a bottle for that one. So my, my wife will be able to um, get a little bit more sleep, and then she can sleep another possibly two hours if I'm working or, or four, up to four if, um, if it's a weekend. So she can get a little bit more sleep directly that way. Yeah, we did a lot of, of sleep trade-off too, making sure that, um, so the, 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 the secret is that when uh, Evelyn was born, I actually ended up getting to play a lot more video games because I would stay up while Evelyn slept and my wife also slept and play video games with my daughter on my lap. So that was, that was like, that's a secret don't tell people that um but um i I, that was also the period when um i remember so i one of my survival techniques for for parenthood was always expecting it to be the absolute worst thing ever like at each each next stage right so i remember um being prepared for fatherhood to be horrible and then coming home from the hospital to be horrible and then um i remember talking with with my cousin and and her mentioning that how how children really they sleep for the first couple weeks and then suddenly they wake up and expecting that next that next stage to be horrible and it's never nearly as bad um as as i built it up to be now it can still be horrible and there's still moments that that um i'm happy that i'm through and on the other side of but if you just expect the worst um it it will hopefully exceed your expectations just be a pessimist is, okay. is what I'm saying, Charlie, and you'll be Half fine. empty. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or worse. I mean, quarter, quarter, <laughs> just a little bit full. So that, that's, my, that's, my, that's my power advice for dads is, is expect the worst. I mean, do, do you agree that just if you expect it to be bad, it'll, it won't be that bad? I would just say that it hasn't been that bad. So maybe I was expecting worse. See, there you I go. I not really put it into, into any sort of framework. But, yeah, it hasn't been nearly as bad. I mean, my kid's been pretty easy to deal with, to be fair. She's been, she, all things considered. But I'm still glad that she's now no longer a baby. For sure. Um, so any, any advice on getting sleep for new dads um, while still being a supportive partner? I had a friend who up and down swore about the, the benefits of swaddling. Mm-hmm. And I would agree. Like you get them because people think if you're confined the way a swaddle does, you're going to be claustrophobic and, and freaking out. But the baby's been stuffed into a womb for, you know, 40 weeks. So yeah. they're used to being confined. Um, we had a whole swaddle origami book. Yeah. To all sorts of different wraps for your child. I mean, there was, there was a book that I read that was, um, that had the, the five S's, and I'm awful at actually repeating the five S's, but it was swaddling, um, sucking, so like using a pacifier helps a lot to calm them down, mm-hmm. shushing, um, and a lot of people will think that um, 
you know, babies want quiet, but they've said that being in the womb is something like 60, de 70 decibels loud. It strikes so, me that it'd be loud. Yeah. So it's, it's a loud shush or a loud um, whooshing noise. Um, and some people have said that even like a vacuum cleaner or a, um, like a loud fan will work well. And I can't, I can never remember what the other S's are, but swaddling. Those are good. Yeah. I've heard a sound machine is supposed yeah. to be like one of the must have on my list. Okay. Is a sound machine because evidently those are fantastic. We haven't got one yet, but I, that's what I've heard. I don't know if that's true. I or didn't, not, we didn't, my, in my household, we didn't use one, but we also weren't like a, we, we also didn't try to be quiet, which, which I think is like if, if you don't try to creep around the house, you'll be, you'll be a much happier family. You'll, you'll need to learn some really good cleaning product techniques. I think you're, you're going to be getting, trying to get stains out of all sorts of stuff. Um, yellow poop stains, mm -hmm. um, vomit stains. Luckily, um, when it's yellow, it's water soluble. Yeah. So <laughs> if you soak it, it usually will come out. Yeah, it's not too bad. Just lots of onesies. That's why you have lots, yeah, of, onesies. lots of onesies. Yeah. <laughs> we had the, the lampshade in the sink soaking at one point. You know, one thing that I really liked when, when, when my daughter was younger was actually having one of those they have you know the expensive european like harnesses for your kid mm. i liked the one that, that where she could face out so she was like attached to my chest like that was always that was nice it was kind of a bonding experience she got to hang out with me i got to hang out with her really enjoyed that have you used that we've tried we have three different versions of that everybody's got at least two um and she she does not care for them at this point so we need to keep trying but yeah no i'd like to, to have that as well so that you can Maybe get some stuff done while she's just kind of yeah. chilling and yeah. But so far, when we try and put her in one of them, she is not happy. So that hasn't gone too well. So swaddling, but not slings. Not a, we. What is it? Because yeah, isn't that basically just a swaddle with straps? Kind of. <laughs> That's kind of like what those are. It's like a little papoose. That's what we yeah. call them. Is like little yeah. papoose, mm -hmm. like with essentially backpack yeah. straps. <laughs> there are yeah. There's uh, there are three versions that I know of. There's the, just the the sort of the the ring sling which is just kind of goes around you then you mm -hmm. have sort of like the backpack looking one mm -hmm. and then there's another one that i can the is it like an ubi wrap or something like that which is much more like you have you almost need an or origami book for it you wrap it, it probably you, was in my origami book now you, that you put mentioned it around it. your waist you put it over your shoulder you wrap it back around and then you have to put the baby in in a certain mm -hmm. way now there are lots of, of clubs and support groups to teach you how to do these things uh, so you can join one of those too and, and get some hands-on experience uh, with an ubi wrap all right were there any big experiences nick that you felt like you weren't prepared for or charlie that you're afraid you're not prepared for or won't be prepared for I wasn't prepared for the actual birth. Okay. Um, this is a big moment. Let's talk about this. It was, it was kind of a surreal thing where you thought you were prepared to have a child, and then you go in to have the child, and you're still, you're still kind of in that same mentality. And, and my wife ended up having a C-section, but still at that moment when you first hear your baby cry, it's really strange. Like, it's... it's um, a combination of being happy and terrified and um, yeah. surprised because I think you have a, an idea of what your child is going to be before they arrive and then they're their own person so um, you see your baby for the first time and it's like that's 
not my mental image, which is is still good. It's just it was it was surreal. It wasn't um, kind of what I was expecting. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I remember a moment of sort of serenity, like so. My wife was in labor for for literally like twenty four hours, and and um, so it had been a long day um, for all of us. And I just remember that moment being. Uh, suddenly calm in this in this very odd way yeah like and then suddenly like there's this new little little person and um the weird thing for for me is i had this moment um where right we were headed to uh the recovery room and and my wife is still she was still bleeding more than they they expected and and they suddenly took my my baby off one way and my wife off the other and this is the first time i had this moment of which way do I go? Who do I follow here? Mm-hmm. And and for me, that really sealed that like there's this new thing that I've got to worry about, and I'm not I'm not quite sure. Like I, I that was the first time I really felt sort of from those in those in those two different directions. And we had a we had a similar instance, not where um, not where they were pulled in two different directions, but my wife was they they really kind of restrain somebody when they do the C-section because mm-hmm. they don't want them moving and sure. Um, it can numb the the lungs to some extent, so it feels like they're not breathing, even though they're still breathing. And they, they kind of try and prepare a mother for that. Um, but then they give you uh, they give a bunch of drugs for the surgery. And my wife was shaking and completely white and pale, and so I was actually more worried about her mm-hmm. when the baby was born. So, um, you know, they they brought the baby over to the warmer, um, and they asked about whether I wanted to hold the baby or stay. And yeah. one, I don't do blood, so I did not want to go past that curtain. Yeah. Um, but the baby looked fine, so I was kind of like, well, she looks fine. She's got multiple nurses attending to her. I'm going to stick with my wife and just make sure she's okay. So, yeah, it was. we had a similar situation where it was, uh, which way do I really go? Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think that that's sort of like parenthood. And again... Charlie's, Charlie's got this look kind of like, oh, what have I gotten myself into? But again, sort of just that, that expecting the worst. And, and right, like, like we're all through it. Laura's happy. I'm happy. Everyone's happy. Like, like everybody's good. But, but it, it really is, it's kind of amazing that um, childbirth, I think, is, is a thing that we take for granted because it is so normal that, that it's really easy for us to overlook sort of some of the risks that are, that are part of it. And, and this isn't supposed to, we're supposed to be having a welcome to the Happy's uh, Stork Storytime podcast here with the uh, North Liberty Community Library. But, but I think it is, that is, there are these moments where, where I, and maybe dad's having sort of that, that external um, um, viewpoint that maybe have a, have a different sense of. I don't know. And it wasn't, it, the, the thing that I'm not saying with that too is that there was um, an anesthetician, there was the, the, surgeon there mm-hmm. were multiple assistants for the, sure. the the surgeon then there were multiple attending nurses so it's not like you were doing this on your own right like if there was a problem at some point right you would have been like okay this is where i need to go but the the anesthetician was just like oh i've seen worse so even though my wife looked awful right there was a there was a doctor standing there like oh no she's doing fine yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i'm not trying to scare anybody but but yeah. but but it is sort of this moment it is it is I mean, a C-section is probably the most invasive surgery that a lot of people yeah. will ever go through in their lives. 
for example. Yeah. Um, but it is, I mean, it is a medical procedure, and, and I think we, we sort of, it's easy to forget that part of it. So, so now, Charlie, anything that you're terrified about uh, parenthood? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, yeah, my response was going to be I, I am nervous about the birth yeah. um, just because I know it is a very serious event. And, you know, so, so far, I mean, like, you know, knock on wood, but, like, uh, our pregnancy has been pretty uneventful. I mean, everything's been the way it's supposed to be and it's checked out the way it's supposed to be and it's, it's been going really smoothly and... Um, you know, we, we, we tried to get, uh, to become pregnant. And so that went very easily and, yeah. uh, everything's just been like this really easy, smooth road. So like, kind of like what you're saying, prepare for the worst. Like, I feel like all this smoothness is going to, you know, end at the, the birthing process. And that definitely makes me nervous, um, you know, both for my wife and, uh, my future child. And, you know, I, uh, you know, we've, like I said, we're, we're just shy of 20 weeks, so we haven't really met with the, the doctor a whole lot. And so I, I guess at this point, I don't really know what to expect other than, yeah. you know, I did grow up on a farm. So, like, you know, <laughs> we, like, I, I've seen birth occur quite a few times, but, yeah. you know, I think it's going to be significantly different when, in, you know, it's, it's my wife and my child. And, you know, to a certain extent, you know, I, I have a feeling I'm going to feel helpless and uh, I don't like that feeling. I, yeah. I guess, and um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's scary. So I, I hope I hope for the best, but yeah. you know, I I prepare a little bit for the worst, and and hopefully I'm wrong. So yeah, so so before I, I think that's a really good point is that right? It's finding that balance, and 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 if if you find ways to be supportive of of your wife and and be a partner in that whole process. And, and listen to what she needs. I think I think you're in a pretty good position to sort of help through through those inevitable rough rough spots. Mm-hmm. So, any any other comments about being a dad or 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 becoming a dad? I want to get to before we end. Would you guys mind sharing a favorite story time memory or book? Maybe something that uh, maybe something that when you were a kid that you enjoyed, or, or now that you, now that you're a parent, you enjoyed. I'm I'm happy to go first. Um, we, we were, I was my favorite moment. We, we ended story time with my daughter every night with, with good night moon, which is, it's a surprisingly poetic book. Um, and it's a book that, uh, I enjoyed reading out loud. Um, she at least pretended to enjoy listening to and right as she got older, she started to point out the mouse on each page and, and, you know, still every now and then I, I, I we're at a point where we don't get to read together very often. Sometimes, you know, we get to we're reading Homer's Homer's Odyssey right now, very slowly, but it's it's a much different book than than um, Good Night Moon, and I don't have those opportunities. And I but I do wish that we we occasionally got to do that because it was a sweet book and I, I really enjoyed it. Nick, do you have a favorite? Um, well, I get to I get to see a lot of story times so far with with my daughter. Really, it's just been kind of revisiting those same books. I, she can't understand really anything right. what's going on. She sometimes looks at the the pages, and I'm not even sure what she can can really see at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've really liked going back and, and uh, reading the the Dr. Seuss books. Um, they really have a nice lyrical quality to them, and it's fun. It's fun to, to read them, and you just get into the kind of the, the rhythm of them. And, I yeah. mean, I was just reading To Think That I Saw It on Mulberry Street the other day, and my I remember my parents reading that to me the whole time. I had no clue what was going on in that book as a kid. 
Like, yeah. oh, I understand it now at, at the age of 37. I, I understand what this Dr. Seuss book is about. Charlie? Um, we have obviously not started reading yeah, <laughs> yet, right. but uh, I have read in, uh, I got a, you know, kind of what to expect when you're expecting, like, but for male edition. Yeah. I forget exactly what the title is, but uh, it essentially talked about how the baby, uh, I think it's at four or five months, can actually, like, hear your voices and um, will start recognizing and um, and actually it even talked about some studies about how, like, you know, when the baby's born, it will actually respond better to, like, English or other languages, mm -hmm. depending on what language was spoke around mm -hmm. it, which is kind of interesting. And so I think uh, as we progress forward, we might start actually getting into the routine we've discussed, getting into a routine of actually, like, starting to read child, you know, books um, before the birth and then obviously try to, like, continue that yeah. um, later. And I know my wife has looked at multiple Dr. Seuss and uh, also some uh, other just children's books that she enjoys. Um, and yeah, I think we're gonna, obviously it's, it's important to read your child, so. Yeah. Well, great, well thank you guys. So, so today we were joined by, by Nick Shimon, the, the father of a, of a young daughter, and, and Charlie Gardner, who, who will become a dad for the first time next year. Um, thank you both for taking time to, to talk with me. I'm Nick Burgess, now the father, uh, father with 13 years of experience, uh, and so far, so good. Um, thanks to the North Liberty Library staff for entrusting us with the uh, Stork Storytime Talks podcast, and, and thank you guys uh, for, for listening. Have a great day.